0: The Guardians will have full squad workouts this week. There will be a Guardians game on your TV slash radio this week. We have made it through the winter, folks. That and more on today's Locked On Guardians.
1: You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello everyone and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I'm one of your two co-hosts over there is Justin. I am Jeff. Uh, we will take the complaints to heart and get right into it today. Uh, I do want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day though, but where, wherever it is you get podcasts and say that we have your guardians covered every day, your team every day. Uh, now that I have said that, uh, what we do not have covered is uh, team injury has already been hurt uh, for this year. Cody Morris, and my concern, uh, you typically know injuries a little bit better than I. So I'm going to throw this at you. We didn't discuss this beforehand. We just always spring things on you. I'm kind of almost in some regards more worried about like a lat injury than like an arm injury. Because I feel like lat injuries, there's no timeline. And they just sometimes come back. And it's just, it's more the unknown. I, listen, I am I would be more concerned about an elbow or a shoulder. But I don't know, lat injuries are kind of a sneaky bad injury to have. I guess is more what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's more like a,
0: a muscle versus a ligament, right? Like muscles can reoccur. I mean, ligaments can reoccur too, but muscles are, I don't know. Muscles are just a different kind of animal, especially when you talk about the shoulder. That's why we always say shoulder injuries are are the worst, right? Cause that's the last thing you want. I mean, shoulders are objectively worse than, than elbows, but we can, we can take 10 minutes to talk about it before we get into anything real today. Cause you know, we should just uh, take all of our time doing all that stuff. They're, First, yeah, so the first full squad workout is going to happen this week. I think that's Tuesday, and then there will be a game Saturday against the Reds. They haven't said who is going to pitch that yet, but, I mean, who knows? It's whoever's ready to go. Who, I, probably, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cal Quantrill because he's going to get some innings and some starts in before the WBC, so I wouldn't be surprised from him. Uh, normally, I would say, for what we do, want to keep it to original opinions and original ideas for the podcast, but because it is spring training, because there are – a very lack of lack of coverage down there. It's just uh, Zach Meisel from The Athletic and MandyBelfare.com, and I know Andre Knott, the Guardian's dugout reporter is there, so we'll take some of their um, notes and just kind of comment on that. I, like I said, I'd rather keep it original here, but it is relevant to what's going on, and and just uh, pass along the updates if you haven't seen them. So, according to Zach, uh, Mike Zanino is going to play. The first game he's on track to, he's going to be healthy, um, that's what we hope. And that's what we thought. So I don't think there's anything really much to talk about there. He's good to go. And you hope that's the case. Um, Aniel De Los Santos apparently has a hamstring issue, but he is all right for the, for now he's a little behind, but should be okay. And the other bit of small, big news before we get to the bigger news is Andrew Missy, who was a non roster invitee as a reliever. Uh, he had a PRP, which is a platelet rich injection. I think uh shot is what they do. I forgot yeah. what the whole term is, but it, yeah, it's, it's, a a, it's basically rich... they're
1: shooting platelets into your area, hoping it'll yeah. help it heal, which is typically like what they do when something is nagging or to avoid surgery. It's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's in his left elbow. So that's
0: definitely a problem. Uh, he'll be in sideline for a little bit. So um, definitely a little concern there. Not doesn't seem as concerned with the Los Santos, but we'll see. I wonder if that will take Dale Santos out of consideration to be activated on the Dominican roster when they advance. I'm not saying when. I'm not saying if I'm saying when, because let's be honest, the, the Dominican team is going to advance, right? There's no,
1: no questions I mean, there. Weird, but. Things, weird things happen. Like, what, was it two years ago when Team Israel kind of shocked the world? Like, uh, you know, it's like, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Who's in their happen- pool? I honestly don't know.
0: Yeah it's probably nobody that can beat them. Let's be honest. So I don't know. I don't know cool. but, I'm
1: not, you know, and based on our listeners, no one else is either uh, knows yeah. who's in what pool. So um, yeah, let uh, us know. Okay. Are you going to be watching the world baseball classic? Like we've
0: had a couple episodes and it's been like our, our lower listen episodes when we, we mentioned that at WBC a lot. So let us know in the comments or on Twitter, if you're going to be listening, if you're going to be watching that at all. And if you have any, whatever interest you have, so we can maybe gauge what or whether or not you want to hear more about that and our opinions on, the Guardians' uh, involvement or or, uh, factor on that. So, yeah, Missy Oz, that's a concern as an NRI guy. He is probably going to miss some time. So I don't think he was going to be making the the club out of spring training anyway. But uh, for a guy who is inching closer to the majors and trying to make that jump, this is definitely the the most inopportune time for that to happen, truthfully.
1: No, he's – I mean, what is going on with him right now is just – really unfortunate just for his own chances. I think, you know, you and I both agree that's the big deal. It's just his chances. Uh which which angle did you want to discuss next with our last few minutes before break here? Well, we'll get to the news here that uh,
0: the big the big news this week is or so far is Cody Morris. So um I don't I don't think we want to go too off the deep end on this yet because we don't know and we're not there and we're not reporting on it and Zach Meisel is and we don't know the tone or or how things have been said to them, but the news we do have is that he um, is dealing with another lat issue and he is going to be brought along slowly. There's no not saying they're shutting him down or or whatever. They haven't really elaborated too far. There hasn't been any sort of real detail given on that, just that he is having lat soreness and we brought along slowly. And and Zach said they're considering him uh, for a multi-inning reliever role, but they haven't really decided yet. So um, that is the most unfortunate news so far, but I yeah. guess as far as the rest of it goes, that's, you know, so far it doesn't seem that bad. We'll see.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think not to, to give too much away uh, the information about Gabby and, and the information about Cody were definitely the most talked about things in terms of what has uh, slowly leaked out uh, on, you know, through the Twitter verse as it were today, but, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: No I was just gonna say we can we can discuss that more a little bit uh, in a minute before we get forget to Gaviarius because I think you and I both have some opinions on what they can do with Cody Morris and and why this is a concern.
1: Yeah, so uh we will be talking more about Cody Morris in a moment here on today's show. but first, let's talk about our good friends over at Fanduel.
0: Uh, well jeff rose on us so i will give us the oh okay, there you go <laughs> jeff, jeff's back jeff tell us about FanDuel. uh
1: sorry about this my computer decided to log me out of everything very quickly there uh so FanDuel is the number one sports book uh in the country and the midpoint of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because no customers get getting no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point score and threes drained. Again, we're going to stick with bet the over on the Guardian's win total. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. But they same game parlay, so don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanDuel slash locked on. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of
0: the NBA. Speaking of the NBA and FanDuel, Jeff, I have a window report finally. I didn't share this with listeners last week because I, I didn't know I was gonna be betting on it, but after um, a long day on Saturday in the cold. At, the, uh, at a hockey game outside in Cleveland. And uh, a little restaurant visit later, I decided to bet on Mac McClung for the uh, NBA dunk contest. And I, I won some money there. So I'm not totally losing when it comes to bets. So still don't trust what I say when it comes to bets. But I just want to report that I did finally win one of the bets. So it's not all overs. And my batting average is like 100 or whatever it is at this point. Not good enough, but it's getting there. Uh, Cody Morris. So... Unfortunately, Cody Morris has built up a bit of a medical file uh, over his career. You know, he had Tommy John, and when he got to campus in South Carolina, or right before that, he, he had some his shoulders. Yeah, he he had some shoulder soreness. I want to say his last year there when he was pitching in the College World Series for them, and that's why he didn't pitch in 2018 after the Guardian or the then Indians drafted
1: him. Yeah. Um, No, there was some of that. And I mean, let's just be honest here. The 83 innings he threw that year is still the second highest inning total he's ever thrown in a year, too. So it's like mm -hmm. I don't know how much was injuries and how much they were like this kid has had a lot of injuries. He's never thrown more than 89 innings. Last year's 45 was, I think, his second highest total in a year in the minors. And yes, there was the covid year. But he's listen, we are big fans of his. We have talked him up across his minor league career as a starter, he has a 3.05 ERA. Now ERA, you know, it's a not the best stat, but his strikeouts per nine across the minors, 12.8. He's striking out nearly 13 batters with a 2.8 walk rate. He misses a ton of bats. He limits his walks. There's everything there to be successful. But again, we'll go back to that piece I always talk about with John Sickles. What limits pitchers? It's health and it's uh, control. And mm-hmm. I mean, health just keeps up time and time. And- You know, if he's the eighth guy in that bullpen, it just, again, points out that they have a lot of relievers. Someone's inevitably not going, you know, maybe it's Eniel who's the guy who comes back to earth this year. Maybe that the the hamstring affects him, um, like we've seen with some of those other players in recent years. Uh, Bullpens, typically year to year, there's a lot of volatility. There'll certainly be a role for Morris. But yeah, I'm starting to lean that maybe that's his future. Yeah, I mean,
0: we didn't even get to all of his injuries. The list is the list goes. Also includes um, an abdominal injury, I think, in 2021 that limited his season. And then last year, he also had lat, lat soreness too, which is why he was delayed last season. And yeah, like you said, that he pitched the last time he pitched a not even a full season was he made uh, 21 appearances in, in 2019, the first time he was in the pros. So it's it's been a real problem for him staying healthy. And like I said, we don't want to infer anything, but um, th- this could, you know, not be an issue. There's a good chance that this is, could be fine. Yeah. I just, I don't, I think what you have to look at his history and just be concerned and you know, what f- 40, 40 to 50 innings of Cody Morris at the big league level as a reliever from April to September is a heck of a lot better than Cody Morris pitching, um, making 12 starts and it being like April, 12 starts April to September. I'd rather have him in the bullpen in that kind of role if if possible. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I I was literally thinking about this on Saturday when uh, I, my kid has ice skating. (laughs) I saw the tweet uh, as I was sitting there watching her skate. uh, And I was just thinking like, you know what? It's almost like he's a bonus. And, And, how lucky is are we as fans we're like this can happen and it doesn't sink our team like the pitching prospect the last two years who was supposed to be a starter for this team uh back-to-back injuries that could preclude that and guess what we got depth we got other other guys we have the the top of the top hasn't come up yet there's a lot of things that could work well in this situation uh it's nice where i mean it it stinks i think cody morris is an electric arm i think. You know, some projection systems that saw him last year really liked him and thought he was someone who could miss a ton of bats at the major league level. And I, I've been on him since, you know, it, him back in 2019 when I started this podcast it was him, lavastida and Ramon Burgos, who I still think can eventually make lefty am not giving up, even though he's no longer in the system. Were are like my first three helium guys I talked about on this podcast. It's just the stuff is electric, but I'm almost viewed as a bonus. And I think. You know, it's fun to think about, again, this idea of, you know, at the end of the year, imagine, like, Class A, Morris, Espino, uh, Stefan, Henches, chalk, and just watching the other team weep. Like, it's just – that is – it's unfair. Now, again, someone in that group is likely to get hurt and or not be effective year to year because that's how relievers work. But it's also nice to have the depth where that's not going to sink your whole pen. Uh, you and I were talking before the show about – um Jason Alexander got hurt with uh, the Bucks, and it took me a second because I was thinking like, wait, who? It's like, uh, you know, I thought about Yara Alexander, the cornerback. I thought about there was an Alexander on the Bucks. I thought about Jason Alexander, the actor. Before I thought about the Bucks pitcher, Brewers uh, or Brewers pitcher. I'm sorry, uh, wrong Milwaukee team. But like, it took me that long to get to it. But it's like for that team, that's a big loss for Cleveland. Cody Morris should be more effective than Alexander would be, but it is. Cleveland is more able to handle that loss. I still believe in Cody Morris. I'm still buying on Cody Morris. I just think track record shows that, you know, uh, okay, so we're going to end up having a closer type that can't be a closer. So it could be a multi-inning weapon. And, you know, that's, that's valuable. It's not as valuable as a potential like number two starter, but there's still value in that. And. Uh, I, again, you know, it's nice that this does not already have our bullpen. Like, Oh no, what are they going to do? Our rotation in that way? Like, it's like, okay, well we know who can cover up. Who's going to fill that spot.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing him in 2019 in Lake County and I, I wasn't the guy. I mean, at that point I was not like super paying attention to the draft outside of what you were doing for the most part. Like you were the only person I was falling for the draft at that point. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was like super in tune. I knew, I knew who they were picking, but I didn't know anything about the players so twenty twenty nineteen my first introduction to him and I remember how impressed I was. And he's actually he's gotten better since then. Like twenty nineteen was a good year for him and he has really improved. He's a very different pitcher, which is incredible. Um, and like I said, we don't want to infer that he's automatically hurt because there isn't a whole lot of information yet. So we don't know for sure if like I said they're gonna bring him along slowly. This could be a, a thing where he's, you know, gonna be okay and be fine, but we don't you know, the track record is is what it is. You can't deny the the medical history on him. So I I I do agree. I don't think it's wise to consider trying to get 150 innings out of him as a starter especially when i said they could come you know across they could come across 10 15 starts at the most and um there's no guarantee he stays healthy in the bullpen either look it, it's hard to be available when you have an injury history it's hard to be available every fifth day right it's hard to pitch back-to-back days too like think about guys like um like danny salazar And I'm trying to think of another recent example that would have happened this way um, that they would have brought back, like asking guys to go back to back days out of the bullpen when they've never done it before. And more, you know, with Morris's injury history, you've got to be careful about that. That And has
1: never done it before last year.
0: Yeah, but he's he only he did have the one Tommy John, but that was really yeah. good. I mean, Morris yeah. Morris is medical Yeah, power, with the a bigger injury expensive.
1: history, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like I'm just saying, there's no there's no guarantee whether you throw 150 in the rotation or you throw 50 in the bullpen, there's no guarantee you're staying healthy just because you're in the bullpen. Yeah, it might limit your your ability to pitch every 5th day, but if you put him in the bullpen, you're asking to go out there and throw 100% each day. Like he's going out there and not pacing himself you know, you could easily get as injured out there. So I, I don't know if the role, like, we don't have, is there really a study out there that says, hey, if you're a starter who got hurt a lot and they put you in the bullpen, you're healthier because you're not pitching as many innings. Like, is there a study out there that says that guarantees guys will be healthy? Because I'm guessing there's not, I, not to my knowledge. I
1: mean, no. is the and, first time I've thought about it, but. um, No, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, we have this assumption that they might be healthier just because it's less innings. But it's more effort in those innings. Is.
0: And yeah. you're asking guys to pitch back-to-back days, which yes. is yes. very
1: tough. Less rest. Um, and one can make a case, too, when you look at the closers in this league. The reason they became closers wasn't health. It was, you know, they couldn't hold up as a starter. They couldn't make it through multiple times. Control. It's typically a control issue. It's it's not um, it's not health concerns is what moved them to that role. Uh, Sometimes. I there's not I was like who is the guy you're like oh well he didn't hold up as a starter so you put him in the pen I'm like trying to track and think who is that guy it's like there there aren't as many of those I mean you might have a point here where it's like we're there's no guarantee. no and that's yeah you know, and then the only other thing I can think about and this is just the ghosts of what haunts me in the corner recesses of my mind was like oh, this feels very Adam Miller-esque where it's like every time Uh, you know but the difference is adam miller it's still i I don't believe he ever got to the big leagues no um but like you know that that pitcher just uh, different types of injuries and miller i don't think you know was never uh it was never the big ones it was just his dang fingers Mm -hmm. and like all the stuff that was going on with them it was not so it's that's what all i could think about i'm sure i'm not the only one who's having some adam miller flashbacks but yeah i mean it's it's weird to go through all the discussion. like time will tell but you know i think back to last week where like in the i he was i believe my first pitcher drafted in our um ours or i think about like when we did our the mailbag on friday um you know we were talking about who's going to be the guardians rotation in in september and i think you picked cody morris to be the fifth starter
0: well okay the presumption there was everybody's healthy
1: healthy yes but i'm just saying like you know we both kind of sat back and you know who knows maybe he'll be fine but it is interesting mm-hmm. that like you know we both expected him to have such a major role with this team based on you know what we've done yet we're ending a point where he is just like like that's that's Cody morris this year we don't know but it, it also again just to go back to my earlier point it's just it's nice to be in a situation where you have the depth that this doesn't sink the ship this is not like how are they gonna recover or how are they gonna make that up or like that'll be not that hard to do it's not ideal but it's not backbreaking
0: right you just hope that he is is healthy enough i mean like i said 50 or 60 innings of him as a reliever is still very valuable to this team i think anybody would like 50 innings from him in any capacity it's just hopefully you can get him april through september and they're not just all chopped up throughout the year
1: yeah no agreed um we look forward to Cody Morris, like shaking the injury bug and being completely healthy from this point onward. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the way this works, right? It's just going to be all health from here on yes, to the of end course. of time. Uh, before we talk Gabby Arias, let's actually jump in, uh, take that moment and take our break number two right here. Uh, the words I'm not supposed to say, I'm not supposed to say break number two, I'm supposed to say, make sure you join us for the Gabby Arias talk where... We're going to get into from my personal opinion why this is not a big deal why it should be a positive sign and some of the silliness we at least from my perspective i've seen about this online on today's episode of locked on guardians i know they said locked on twitter there as i uh because again it you know it's our, our good friends over at built bar are the ones here and i'm not reading the ad i want to go and tell you what's going on on the site right now they're site-wide 15 percent, which is nice because at least half the time you can then also use the promo code lock15 to get another 15% off everything on site again i'm just going to go ahead and recommend i like the chocolate stuff i think that grasshopper cookie is a really good one to go with i have enjoyed the banana cream pie in the past um i don't think i've tried the lemon dip cheesecake or or the maple donuts i can't speak to those i personally think they do chocolate and coconut super well so if you see those combos and those are things you like i would go for that uh big fan of the granola as well and then on top of that if you're like well i don't want to place an order i don't want to do all that you can go to walmart and sam's club and try them today uh so that you know will also help show those companies that they're uh worth having head to the pharmacy aisle you know this is so good for you it is a pharmacy item so go to sam's club go to walmart or go to the website uh builtbar.com remember the promo code lock 15 there to save some money or you can save on the shipping by going and buying from sam's club or walmart Go check it out for yourself today. Best tasting protein bar I've ever had and kid approved as I've talked about before. So isn't it to me, listen, Gabby Arias is a good athlete with a strong arm. This is just a sign of, they want to get him more reps. Like they want to get him to get more opportunities to get that bat in. I still think that he was the centerpiece of the Clevenger trade. It may not end up with him being the centerpiece, but I think that trade was made with him in mind. And I will, I will live and die on that Hill. I think they believe in him. I think Tito Tito obviously believes in him. He wouldn't have thrown him into the postseason role that he had if Tito wasn't a believer in him. So I think this is just a sign that Tito wants to get him in there more. And listen, Oscar Gonzalez is not a great defender. Uh, you go a righty for a righty. If they feel like Gabby can be a late-inning replacement for him, uh, that could be an, a good role to get some reps. If they feel like you know platoon partner at first for Naylor or Bell, you know, they're, they're, this is just to me, this is a positive sign. It's the saying they want to get him more at bats. The only way this is a negative is if you're, you know, Will Brennan or Tyler Freeman. Well,
0: I don't love it. If it's a negative for Will Brennan, let me tell you that. But look, Brennan is going to be, I mean, Arius is going to be on the roster no matter what. I don't yeah. think he's going to be the AAA. And the way Zach tweeted it or worded it today was that, you know, there's not a lot of reps to be had in the infield because let's well, be honest, Andre Semenis is going to play every day. We know who's their mirrors wants to be in the lineup every day. Um, you could see maybe they'll maybe re- revisit Arias at first, but if Josh Bell is going to be there every day as a switch hitter, then there's less chances for him to be there now. You don't need to platoon. Um,
1: it's hey, fine. Can I interrupt you, you know, real quick? Do course. everyone's favorite thing? So <clears throat> just what you said there. So let's say, you know, Bell is going to play first. Mm-hmm. Does that mean when there is a platoon situation that, you know, maybe that's day like Jimenez plays? dh or rosario h or like maybe it's a three-man rotation of those guys getting a day off in the field yeah i mean you know is that what we're thinking that he would then probably play those three positions opposite Naylor, and you would let him uh basically like they did with jose when he was hurt but now more of a permanent thing but maybe give those other guys bigger rests
0: well yeah i mean i think that's why people had said and and we even said that there's a reason that uh, they have an extra spot on the roster to add a hitter if they wanted to, if they wanted to go out and trade for somebody or sign somebody who they thought was worth bringing in, they could have because of what you're talking about. If, if you are not going to play Josh Naylor against most left-handers, then Bell's going to start at first base for you. Gonzalez probably in right field. You have an open spot at DH. You can do whatever you want with. You could DH Gonzalez and put Brennan out there. Or like you said, they can DH Gonzalez and put an Arias in right field. So this is why we kept saying there is an extra room for a hitter if they really wanted to add one. They have not, so yeah, they could definitely against left-handers decide. Okay, Jimenez can DH today, or Jose can DH today, and Arias can fill in at second or, sh- or third, or he can maybe play the outfield if they decide they want to double up on right-handers and they want to use Gonzalez at DH and Arias in right field, and they can you know give themselves a larger platoon advantage it makes a ton of sense. And I I think it's hard to to guess how, how he's going to look defensively out there because he's probably really never done it. He's got plenty of range. Like that's not going to be an issue. The range isn't an issue. The speed's not an issue. The arm is certainly not the issue. Um, It's just going to be figuring out how to, you know, read the ball off the bat as a right fielder versus, you don't have to worry about that. It's a shortstop and, uh, how many reps he's going to get too? That's the hard part because look, you want to get Oscar Gonzalez reps, you want to get Will Brennan reps. Uh, George Valera is in camp on the forty man roster, obviously. So is Noel. If they continue to work him in the outfield and you know Quan and Straw are strongholds in center and left, there's I feel like there's not a ton of reps out there either. So it's weird. But if you want to really push the platoon advantage, it's it's fine. I just hope he can do it and it doesn't take away from his bat because the bat is the issue, right? Like the glove we know is not the issue here. The glove, we feel like if you put him at shortstop every day, you're going to get plus defense out of him. The really? issue is, is the bat. And it's not necessarily the approach. He doesn't st- swing and miss a lot. He's not like a strikeout guy. The issue really is, uh, he does strike out a bit, but it's, it's just really um, how much quality contact he makes and, and how often he makes that good contact. Cause he does have a bit of a groove swing as everyone has said, but, um, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, you know, last year they tried so hard two years in a row. They tried so hard with Ahmed Rosario to try to move him to center field. You know, first it was, you know, oh, we want him in as the play shortstop. So we're going to move Ahmed to the outfield. And then they did that two years in a row and it just never worked with him. And I'm like, okay, well, they're doing it with a younger player now. Maybe it makes more sense to do with Arias now when he hasn't played, you know, four major league seasons as a shortstop and like Med had before. But I don't know. It's just Everybody handles handles it differently because uh, Ahmed, even despite his shortcomings at shortstop, Ahmed is still a plus athlete. He is a great athlete um and a great runner. And that clearly shows you the fact that he hasn't locked down an outfield spot or hasn't taken to the outfield like they had hoped, it tells you how hard it is. Um, but also how hard it is to do it in spring training. Like it's one thing to like go, okay, we're gonna have this guy go to triple A, like Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones started learning outfield at triple A. He didn't do it at the major league level, right? Um, to have a, have a guy in your major league roster who has like three weeks of outfield reps. And I'm I'm not saying they're going to make him an outfielder all the time, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to expect too much out of Arias and I don't want it to take away more from the bat because they really need him to find some consistency with the bat. Because if he does ever get there with the, with the bat, you're talking about a very good everyday regular player. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. It's a tricky situation depending on how they handle it. I just have a, there's a lot of ways I feel like it can go, but who knows how long they're, you know, really going to commit to this outfield thing with him.
1: So just as you were talking, something hit me, uh, it's it's kind of related, but just kind of interesting. That whole idea of like, you know, why couldn't Ahmed jump to the outfield? Why could outfield be tricky for Gabby? Uh, I don't know what this is based off of. I can just say I've spent a lot, a lot of innings playing innings, hours, I should say, playing OTP baseball and, you know, Uh, probably hundreds of seasons, honestly, and hundreds of hours, if I'm being honest. And it is interesting that based on their database that they employ, that there are a lot of players, I would say the position that a player can only play one position at outside of pitcher or catcher is shortstop. For whatever reason, something in that database that they collect and put together shows that this must not be uncommon. It, It happens all the time in that game. There's a lot of times where I'm like, well, crud, I got two shortstops that can only play shortstop. I guess I'm flipping one, even though like I wanna put them at second, but they don't have a, a range for that. I can't even put them there. So again, it's just interesting. It doesn't really relate necessarily to anything, but it's an interesting thing that like a simulation-based baseball game has kind of shown that, I don't know what's, you know if this is based on anything, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. It's kind of a fun little wrinkle on what we're discussing that you know their simulations or whatever data they're using has made that the number three position in terms of lack of flexibility. Yeah, I mean, not everybody
0: can do it. Like uh, like movie star Ron Washington in The Moneyball says it's, you know, he tells uh, Chris Pratt, Scott Hatterberg to learn first base. and he says it's not that hard. And movie Ron Washington says it's incredibly hard. They're all incredibly hard. Okay, this is major leagues. They're all incredibly hard. See, uh, I spent years. You
1: gotta, gotta love a movie that, that fails to mention Mulder, Hudson, or Zito. That's, that's all <laughs> yeah, all I know. It. I mean, I, I love, love that book. It's and the really Geltahata. And Miguel Tata just kind of left all the stars off because those aren't the interesting Mm. parts. Um, but we already did our, our movie talk, uh, uh, last week, but, uh, you know, go ahead and comment below, uh, if if you would like, um, or give us, I mean, like I said, I like Moneyball because I thought it was an interesting perspective inside a draft room. So go ahead and recommend any other books like that. Uh, if you know them. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I don't know. I think this is a, a net positive. So, uh, you know, we have our next one, uh, Gavin Williams. And and should I just, should I go with what 80% of people say, even though I know it's not correct and call him Bibi instead of Bibby? <laughs> no, crazy. you were, you were right. I know, no, it's over it, right. around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is Bybee. Bybee. Man, see, I, this is my problem with, uh, with trying to be smart here. And everyone sees my <laughs> pronunciation issues. Uh, now I'm going to get it wrong all the time. My ADD, my uh, ADD dyslexia is going to kill me. But uh, man, I feel like everyone's, everyone's got him. Not that I should comment on anyone's pronunciation. Uh, they're throwing BP in big league camp. So obviously they're going to break with this team, right? They're they're going to make the 26 man roster. This is our fourth and fifth starters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Nobody's talking about police soccer, Savali. So they're definitely on the roster because they pitched BP one time. Um, I I saw, I think I saw Mandy Bell tweet that. And I thought that was cool just to see them both of them big league camp. And I, I, after I tweeted that, I had said, you know, we'd heard that Bybee had had quite a few good innings on the mound against some of the big, against some of the younger big league hitters that he's faced in BP. Um, and everybody was just kind of jumping on and saying, well, why weren't they invited to camp? And someone said, well, is it because someone's comment was, well, is it because uh, they didn't want to get too excited about these kids like this year? And I was I like, well, that, you know, yeah, well, that, yeah, that was kind of the the thing with Bite By- or with uh, Beaver. Remember, they, they had said yeah. that, um, yeah, we kept him away, you know, just so Tito didn't want to have him to break camp in April. And I, you know, we don't know if that's the case here, but um, the fact that they're throwing big league. BP right now, and and I know people are are asking like, oh, where's Espino? no one's no one's talking about him. It's lastly heard, he's ready to go for the for spring training. But uh, I we know we know Bybee has been in Arizona for months throwing, and I assume Williams has been too. But um, just good to see them getting some reps against big league hitters uh, at this point in camp. And like I said, it'd be fun if we could see them in a big league game early on while you're still building everybody's arms up where you need like, you know, seven or nine pitchers a game to get through a spring training game. Who knows? Maybe he'll pitch Saturday. The the guardians and reds open, I believe at three o'clock uh, Eastern time on Saturday. And that game is going to be televised by what is still called the Valley sports network. And um, if you have, you know, one of the two or three remaining outlets that still carries the network, um, to watch that but uh you know or you can hear on the radio i think too so that'll be exciting
1: i uh, yeah, be curious those, if those. Uh, has anyone announced like um any attempt to, to do some kind of integration with the mlb thing um i i know was it this the, if you're a t-mobile person like i said you've gotten it free the last few years this week is unfortunately not the mlb one they're getting free it's mls is the free one this week so yeah. maybe maybe next week you'll get mlb free but uh Uh, It's coming. It's like I said, that's been pretty much a consistent thing through uh, through them. But uh, yeah, I have to let people know what else is under the hood when I eventually get that. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's nice to have baseball happening. Uh, We'll talk about the uh, the I hate Steve Bannon uh, fan club and uh that's the wrong steve steve that is the wrong steve Steve that's a whole
0: different podcast
1: that is a whole different one the i hate steve cohen club that the mlb owners are making um you know i guess i'm just used to hearing people talk about hate with certain people um (laughs) but yeah uh steve cohen podcast uh that group we're going to talk about some really interesting statements from the phillies owner uh and, and we'll get into some of the college baseball because baseball happened this past weekend I mean, it was you're paying attention you got to see um you know some good matchups yeah a lot of it were you know uh youngstown versus wake you know that's that's yeah. one of the marquee ones in the state so but uh it's always fun to kind of check out and see what happens and uh you know there's some guys who definitely made uh made some names for themselves or, or showed some nice changes so we're gonna get into all that in the after show was there anything else you wanted to hit before we jump into that Nope. Baseball's back this week. We have, I officially made it through the winter, even yeah. though it's going to be
0: freezing this week in Cleveland. I think it was warm today. Not that anybody cares what I think about the weather. Cause that's not why of are
1: It will not be the winter of our discontent, but the winter of a glorious summer emerging. Uh, I have been Jeff Ellis. That's Justin. want to thank you all for listening, rating, reviewing, downloading. It helps again, comment in the comments, things you'd like us to talk about. Um, for the person who asked about comps uh, we can, I I threw some at you, but we'll have some better ones that we'll debate and save that for our next mailbag uh, to, to Chris who asked for those. But uh, again, thank you all for listening, doing your daily part, being part of the lockdown guardians team and go, go guardians go.